Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. Coming up on uh, one of the busiest times of year at our Catholic cemeteries here in the Diocese of Buffalo, we uh, there's been some open houses. We've got the Memorial Day Masses coming up. It's a time when a lot of people, of course, as the weather finally, we hope, right, has, has broken. People want to get out. They want to they visit their loved ones at our Catholic cemeteries. So uh, you're going to find the grounds looking good there. And uh, we'll tell you all about what's going on in our Catholic cemeteries with Carmen Kaleo, our director. Carmen, welcome back to the program. Thank you very much, Greg. Uh, you're kind of in the middle of the open houses presently, right? You, you've got a couple under your belt for the spring already? Yeah, we did. We had uh, our first open house at Holy Cross Cemetery in Lackawanna on Saturday, April 21st. And we just fi- finished up uh, a week ago at Mount Olivet Cemetery uh, in Kenmore. And uh, they've been well attended and continue to be uh, a choice for families. Uh, you know, it, it gives them an opportunity. We're set up here where we have our family service counselors uh, on staff and, uh, on, you know, on the premises and able to answer questions uh, in this type of a setting, you know, that you and I are talking in here, Greg, where obviously before the need arises, we would much rather be able to sit down with a family uh, because there are so many different options today, including cremation, which has been on the top of the mind of many uh, Catholics who are beginning to realize that this has been something that's been uh, permitted in the church now for for quite some time. But uh, we do have one more coming up, though, one more open house uh, on Saturday, uh, May 19th at St. Adalbert Cemetery in Lancaster, and that'll go from 9 in the morning until 2 in the afternoon. Very good. Uh, give us a. You got some other things going on at Saint Adalbert's that I know we want to talk about as well. But maybe give folks an idea. You say it's kind of it's, it's like this conversation we're having it gives people kind of in a more casual atmosphere the chance to look at the cemeteries and, and to talk with you, with uh, the various folks there. Um, what, what can people expect at an open house when they come? You know, when they do come, obviously it's it's perhaps the cemetery that they're thinking about because they're going to that particular open house. So in this instance, perhaps at at Saint Adalbert, uh, maybe these these uh, families that come in have families who are buried there. As in most cases, people tend to go to the cemetery where their family history has been. So in this particular case, though, they're going to. Uh, they have questions on their own mind, perhaps, and, and maybe not certain that, you know, they think perhaps they maybe they're thinking ground burial, but that maybe not realizing that the mausoleum, it's sometimes people think that's maybe out of, out of their reach financially, but they're pleasantly surprised that when they sit down and take a look at some of the selections that are offered in these mausoleum uh, buildings, especially with the free, the interest-free financing that's available, Families are very pleasantly surprised that the uh, that the mausoleum is actually very economical economical when it comes to uh, traditional ground burial. Um, when you, uh, I don't think we've ever really addressed this before, but uh, you made me think about when you talk about the, the the choices and maybe people's conceptions and misconceptions about what might be good options for them. Um, does it make a difference whether we're talking about? Cremation or a or a, a traditional ground burial, you know, a, a you know casket burial, um, you know, how, how does that affect people's cost decision making? Those kinds of things. Basically, let's you know, let's face it. When it comes to cremation, uh, it, it is in most cases. 
less expensive a less expensive option for families. So in in cases and it and it doesn't always happen that way. Actually, we've been tracking a lot of this over the last several years. And in many cases, probably better than half the cases, families are choosing cremation uh, not because of cost. I think more because of, again, a choice that, that they're looking at and uh, perhaps maybe even leading up to that, it's a more uh, the feasibility or the ease of, of going through this. I think perhaps, uh, you know, folks are doing some different things today when it comes to the order of Christian funerals. You know, you have the wake, you have, you know, the vigil, you have the liturgy and the mass and then the final committal in the cemetery. So, you know, a lot of different things are happening. You know, the, the days of the three-day wakes are no longer taking place. Now, you know, people are thinking maybe maybe it's one day and then the Mass the next morning. And, you know, even though the church permits cremation, they would still prefer the full body come into Mass to the church and then the cremation take place, you know, afterward. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, we've we've seen families where, unfortunately, a death has occurred uh, maybe while on vacation. And, and uh, I think in many cases... You know, rather than transporting a body on an airplane, you know, a lot of cases you'll see them, uh, you know, perform a cremation and obviously a lot easier to do that. But, you know, it's it's interesting, though. I think, you know, they may come in thinking, you know, they're thinking a number of different things. A lot of them aren't familiar with cremation. And because cremation is becoming more popular, in fact, it's now about 35 percent of our burials that take place in the cemetery are cremation related. And so as as a result of that, we have really increased the amount of options or the options that are available for families. So right. whether it's still gra- you know ground burial in a cremation grave or a freestanding what we call columbarium unit where there are niches in those that people can choose from, the community mausoleums that we have have niches in them for the placement of cremated remains. And if a family wants, we even have private units you know, that would hold upwards of two or four sets of cremated rooms in their own individual private unit, private columbarium, so to speak. So I think when it comes to cremation along with everything else, there's just a lot of information to, to, to provide families. This is the perfect opportunity that we can sit down just like this and go over those different options. So with the options come, you know, the, the financing options, as I've said, depending on you know, if you're purchasing a, a mausoleum, we go up to 60 months of interest refinancing for families to really fit that into. If they really want that, we, we can definitely fit that into their into their financial uh, you know well being. Make that happen. Carmen Kaleo is the director of Catholic Cemeteries for the Diocese of Buffalo. BuffaloCatholicCemeteries.org is the website, and if you Google that, that's going to come right up for you, So, um, and you can find out all the information about anything that we discussed today. Their, their main number in the 716 area code here is 873-6500. Uh, still have an open house coming up. They're kind of in the middle of their open spring open house season. Uh, it's coming up um, uh, next Saturday, actually, on the 19th of May at St. Adelbert Cemetery in Lancaster. Uh, and St. Adelbert Cemetery has uh, some of those um, new options that you've been talking about. In fact, uh, you're doing a lot of work over there, right? Yes, we have. Uh, we, we've actually been uh, we've been managing St. Adelbert Cemetery for St. John Canty Parish now since 2013. And uh, in 2013, they, they added a mausoleum back then, and it was St. John Canty Mausoleum. And that has done so well that we are now uh, ready to break ground uh, very soon. Uh, on a new mausoleum that we're dedicating to uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta. And uh, that building will, as I said, will break ground very, very shortly. And we look to complete that by the early fall. 
and it's going to have 348 casket spaces for full body burial and 240 niches for the placement of cremated remains. And this building will be totally unique from what's there now. Uh, it's going to have a different look to it, a nice peaked roof line that's going to give you a, a very much like a church-like feel to it. And I'm, I'm really excited that, that this project is going to be received very well by the by the families that uh, you know that that utilize St. Adelbert Cemetery, so we're pretty excited about that. And again, you know, we, we've got uh, we have a columbarium there that we put in last year for cremation for cremated remains um, in honor of St. John Paul II. That's that's doing very very well, and uh, so we continue to try to diversify. The, the options for families at St. Adalbert to make them more in line with what we're already doing in all of our other cemeteries. Um, it, you know, it's interesting as, as you continue to, uh, with the mausoleums and the columbariums and, uh, um, you know, even, even some of the special sites that you have in various areas of our Catholic cemeteries. Um, I, I find it interesting that folks are more and more likely, um, because it is important to people, um, to maybe pick a particular saint that means something to them. That's important to you, right, in terms of how you choose the uh, the patrons for these areas, right? We do, very much so. Yeah. In, in many instances over the years, we've actually tied those in with, you know, many of the parishes that are obviously around in Erie and Niagara counties, which is where all of our cemeteries sure. are. A lot of the parishioners then, you know, that – or in the North Tonawanda, Tonawanda, Amherst area, coming to Mount Olivet. So in many cases, we've named sections and, and different areas in honor of, and of the saints, but the parishes, obviously, that these yeah. families are coming from. So we've we've tried to do that to give, you know, we are an extension of the church. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? We, are, we are that last part, you know, with the committal, you know, in the cemetery. And, you know, we take, you know, we've, we've got a challenge here that nobody else has. You know, we say we're going to be in this, you know, in perpetuity. You know, we, we've, we have that, you know, that, that's our challenge is to maintain this cemetery forever. I really don't know how long that is, but we will, you know, I can honestly say we're, we've positioned ourselves to do that. You know, every, there's, there's a certain percentage out of every grave and crypt sale that takes place at that cemetery that goes into a permanent maintenance fund just for that very reason. So that someday when there maybe is no longer any inventory or any graves left to sell to families, there is still a fund there that's going to continue to maintain that cemetery. And that's, that's our challenge and that's part of our corporate work you know, of mercy, of taking care of the deceased until the final day when we're all together. The, yeah, and that's a, that isn't a kind of an interesting distinction um, because when you're in the middle of, of this, even if you pre-plan and you're, you're making your um, burial plans ahead of time, you know, looking to the future, you don't think about that, right? You don't really think about what the future really. You're thinking about your immediate future, and and you know, I think as far as most of us can are concerned, is that ends when you are, you know, in a Catholic cemetery, right? But um, for the sake of of the families and you know our our, our parishioners and, and our Catholic families here in Western New York, um, that does need to continue. Going forward, and that's taken into account then when when people are are in the planning stage in terms exactly. of the fee structure, et cetera. Yeah, when we talk to families, I mean, this is just you know when we see folks that maybe are in their later fifties and sixties and they're trying to get their financial house in order, you know, they're doing a lot of different things that are, that they're setting up, 
you know, for their families that they're leaving behind. And, you know, whether it's, you know, whether it's maybe there's enough money for the children and the grandchildren or just a different thing, this is no different, too, that families are at least looking at this and hopefully planning the funeral and the burial that they wanted, but then also taking care of it so they don't have to leave that burden to those left behind. But at the same time, you know, some people are a little nervous about making this selection. You know, nobody likes to talk about doing this, but obviously it is it is something, you know, uh, death is a part of life. And, and But again, when, they, when they've left doing this, making this decision, making this decision. They know that they've done it the way they wanted it. They have that peace of mind, but also the peace of mind knowing that their family doesn't have to worry about that. And and I think that's an important, I think that's the biggest thing that people take away, you know, from that is the fact that there is a sense of relief that they've done that. But then hopefully, as we always say, we, you know, that they're going to hopefully live a long, long life. You know, if somebody right. took care of this right. and they don't need it for 30 or 40 years, God bless them. That would, you know what? We're here. We'll always be here. And, and we're going to take care of that. I want to talk a little bit more about the the family aspect, uh, particularly of pre-planning. Carmen Caleo is our director of Catholic Cemeteries here in the Diocese of Buffalo. Anything we talk about today, buffalocatholiccemeteries.org is the website. We certainly encourage you. Maybe you maybe you attended one of the recent open houses. Um, there's still one coming up at St. Adelbert's next weekend on Saturday, May 19th. Um, you know, please feel free to join them. That's why they have these and you can get your questions answered and, and see exactly what's available. We're going to talk more. We'll be right back. With all the voices around us, how do we tune in the most important voice? The voice of truth, of comfort and compassion, the voice of peace. Hi, I'm Father Jim Vacco for the Catholic Communication Campaign. You can help make that voice stand out through programs like Our Daily Bread and the Daybreak TV YouTube channel, through radio programs and podcasts in the Western New York Catholic and online with Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Support the Catholic Communication Campaign in your parish June 9th and 10th. Thank you. Make your voice heard. There are thousands of Catholic New Yorkers who are working together for justice in our society, promoting the values important to our faith. Join the Catholic Action Network and speak out in support of the poor and vulnerable, the sick and elderly, the unborn, families and children. Sign up online at nyscatholic.org and click on Join the Network. That's nyscatholic.org. For more information, call the Office of Pro-Life Activities of the Diocese of Buffalo at 716-847-2205 and visit the New York State Catholic Conference's Legislative Action Center. Read alerts on important legislative issues and email your state representative. Stay informed and strengthen the Catholic voice in New York. You'll find it all at nyscatholic.org. That's nyscatholic.org. If you're Catholic and looking for an incredible Bible app, the Truth and Life Bible app is for you, and it's absolutely free. With the Truth and Life Bible app, you'll experience the Bible in a fresh, new, and exciting way. This free app includes the entire Revised Standard Version Catholic Edition Bible text with powerful search capabilities. Search a word like faith, and every verse that includes faith will appear. In fact, there are 496 passages with the word faith from Genesis to Revelation. Also included is the entire two-hour audio Gospel of Mark featuring Blair Underwood as Mark, Neil McDonough as Jesus, plus other world-renowned actors. This audio gospel of Mark is dramatized with a full cast, sound effects, and original music score, and is synchronized to the text, so that as you hear this powerful audio, the text appears verse by verse. The Truth in Life Bible includes a foreword by Pope Emeritus Benedict and a Vatican imprimatur. Download your free Truth in Life Bible app today at truthandlifeapp.com or search Truth and Life Bible in the app store of your choice. I'm Greg Prince. Thanks for joining us on Western New York Catholic Weekly. 
this week. We're talking about Catholic cemeteries. Um, you know, I think the the last time we had our guest in, Carmen Caleo, our director of Catholic cemeteries, was probably uh, a fall time with the fall open houses, and we talk about some of the the winter because that's another. Believe it or don't, I mean that's a especially in Western New York. Boy, we had a rough winter in Western New York. Uh, people do come out though on those holidays to see their loved ones, particularly in like a mausoleum setting and. And what not for, and we, you know, we talk about that all the time on the any of those significant holidays. We just celebrated Easter. You got Christmas, you even Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, those times are important. But this is kind of as the weather breaks, and a special time, right, for families. You know, to, uh, get outside, see the grounds, but uh, um, you know, also kind of kind of remember their loved ones. This, especially, you know, in May, uh, leading up to Memorial Day, this is by far the biggest visitation period, uh, not just for our cemeteries, for any of the cemeteries in Western New York. Uh, and, and, you know, this, this past winter has been really challenging. Yeah. Uh, and, and now we're just coming out of it, and we've just been able to get started cutting the grass in the last week or so. So we're hoping a little help from Mother Nature and keeps it a little dry for us so that we can make sure that, that things are taken care of uh, before we, you know, get to those masses. You know, we, we, we hold our masses on, on the Saturday and Monday of Memorial Day weekend. The lion's share of them take uh, place on Saturday the 26th, and those would be at Mount Olivet Cemetery in Kenmore, Holy Sepulchre Cemetery in Cheektowaga, Gate of Heaven Cemetery in Lewiston, and Holy Cross Cemetery in Lackawanna. And those all take place at 10 in the morning on the Saturday the 26th. And then we would have two more Masses on uh, on Monday itself, on Memorial Day Monday, again at 10 a.m. That would be at Queen of Heaven Cemetery in the town of Lockport and St. Albert Cemetery in Lancaster. So, and again, uh, we, we always, you know, we, we, we do rise to the occasion, I would like to say, where, and our staff is very dedicated. They know the challenges that, that we have, but we want to make sure that, that we're looking our best when families come, you know, to remember their loved ones. And also, it, it is Memorial Day, and we have a, a, a great program that's part of our masses where we honor our veterans for the sacrifices that they've made for us. Uh, and you know certainly the um, I, I know the families of, uh, of veterans appreciate that, and uh, um, you know they're always great of a very well attended events. If if people are thinking, boy, I don't know, do I want to go to a cemetery for a mass or whatever? Um, they're going to find they're going to be in good company, right? You know, if the weather cooperates at most of the cemeteries, pretty much all of the six that we have, the masses will be outside. Yeah. So as long as the weather cooperates, uh, which is a much better setting to do, sure. uh, you know, we, we try to do that. And we've been fairly lucky, you know, with the weather over the years. And, and hopefully we're due for a, for a nice period here after going through a, a very difficult, <laughs> and even the spring, my goodness. I mean, yeah, April, spring was April, rough, a lot of water, yeah, a lot of yeah, snow oh, even you know unbelievable unbelievable yeah, yeah the, the snowiest record i heard uh, april on record since world war ii or something amazing yeah amazing. i tell you um i think we're all ready you know to, to be outside just about anywhere I, now before the break in the first part of the program we were talking a little bit about families and you mentioned how you know um that's one of the huge advantages of pre-planning it takes the weight off of other family members, if, if say the parents have decided what they want to do with their thing and you know um, with their arrangements, um, you know it's just one less thing you have to worry about. When you know the inevitable happens, we're all going to have to we're all going to be there at some point. We're all going to have to go through that ourselves and with our families. Um, is, is the option of 
of you know um, family sites still a popular one. I know in my family that uh, my wife's uh, grandparents they had plots for their children, and uh, uh, my mother's side of the family we had the. We had the same thing, you know, for for she had seven children. So for uh, you know, and and uh, two or three wanted to be buried with their parents, and so they made those arrangements uh, ahead of time. That I would think is another um, huge advantage in the pre-planning stages. Most definitely, Greg. In fact, when we sit down with a family, if it's perhaps maybe initially a husband and wife that come in to make uh, their pre-arrangements. We will ask them, you know, are there is there anybody else, whether yeah. it's, you know, children or, or, or brothers and sisters, because, you know, invariably and unfortunately, this has happened a number of in a number of occasions, maybe when the death has occurred in a family at some other point, they will come in and say, gee, is it possible that they can get something close right. to? And unfortunately, th- th- that doesn't always happen because people will come in and, and unfortunately, it happens where they've taken that spot. So we try to at least when we sit down with families, you know, to for them to think about whether or not if there's somebody that they think, again, close in that inner circle there, that they think perhaps might be interested in purchasing also nearby. And we actually do have a, a referral type program to, to maybe help that along for families so that if a family member uh, gives us the names of those families and they end up buying in there, then we will give them just a small little gift card for that, you know, as a thank you for them. But, you know, it's, it's just a small token you know, for for them, but it's it, but it's also so that if it, it wasn't on their mind, that at least now we've been able to help that along, so that maybe just as you said, you know, and they did more so years ago. You know, I think it was the grandparents that came in and bought up, uh, you know, dozens or you know, uh, numerous amounts of of grave spaces back then that they set aside for future you know generations. It's not done like that today, but right. in, in a smaller way, we try to because you know things are different than they were thirty, forty years ago. Sure. So so, but even so, you know, families are smaller, I think, and things are so much different, you know, going on. But, but I think it's still important that we mention that to families so at least they're thinking about it. And a lot of them are very thankful uh, that we've done that and reminded them, and, and it does take place. The other thing you mentioned is the – in the first part of the program is the order of, of funerals, you know um, – this is, and you mention it all the time, you mention it today already, everything we do is an extension of our Catholic faith. And so we have a process. We have a, we have a process at the, at the funeral home. We have a process at church, and we have a process in our cemeteries. Um, is that something you also are able to talk with with, with families? Because, I, you know... Um, <laughs> Until you need to, in many cases, unfortunately, this is not something anyone thinks about. So even if they're considering pre-planning, uh, you know, not only do you have to think about your your um, uh, your burial arrangements, but there's things like the the stones and the caskets and the you know, and 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 eventually you're going to need to make a decision about which funeral home. All of those kinds of kinds of things. I, I got to think those are things you take into account in your planning stages. We do. When, when, when people come in to, to talk to us, we will ask that question. You know, perhaps have you, have you made arrangements with your local funeral director and, and try to encourage them to do that. Yeah. We've, we, we've actually done in the past and we're going to bring it up again, hopefully this fall, and have information nights that we would like to go out to parishes. And when 
we did this in the past and we'll do it again. We'll bring a funeral director with us along with us to talk about those two areas. We'll also bring an elder law attorney in to talk about a lot of legalities yeah. that come in. So they've been very beneficial. But, you know, we do say this to families. You know, sometimes families will say, you know, I, I think, you know, we're just going to have a mass and then, you know, that's all we're going to do. Or, you know, I, you know, in, t- in talking to so many of the funeral directors, I, I do agree with them. You know, invariably, if you don't have a, a wake, even if it's just for one evening, you're, you're going to find yourself where because people want to be able to come and express their condolences and talk to the people that they've known so you know so well for so long because invariably what's going to happen is if you don't have something like that wherever you go afterwards and you run into them in the grocery store or the theater or wherever it's going to they're, they're all all going to feel they they want to come up and, and and say you know how sorry they are for their loss so this in a way is part of this and I'm not saying it's easy when we're talking closure it isn't by far. You know, but at least there's a process there to help people to deal with this. And, and, and for those that, you know, there are difficulties and they're not dealing with it very well, you know, that kind of leads into what I wanted to talk about a little bit here is our bereavement programs. Yeah, I, I don't think we can talk about that enough because um, – and, and I don't think enough people know about those services, particularly the ones that, that – that we provide. You always think, I guess, you know, like you, you know, maybe you lose a spouse and you think you're going through it alone or your kids, you know, are out of town and you don't have them nearby for support or you lose a, God forbid, you lose a parent. You know, those are very difficult things for you and they don't know where to go. No. And, and you know, and there are, there are several grief programs throughout, you know, Western New York, but at least in our own way, you know, uh, we, we again, we hold our monthly masses at both Mount Olivet and Holy Cross Cemetery and then at all of our cemeteries for All Souls Day and a few days after Christmas and also Memorial Day. Those are masses, again, for, for everybody to come together to remember their loved ones. But beyond that, you know, we have a semiannual bereavement service that we hold. You know, the one is in the first Sunday in December and the other one we just finished up. It's always that latter part of April and we just most recently finished up on Thursday evening, the 26th of April at Mount Olivet Cemetery and the 28th on Saturday afternoon at Holy Cross. And and those are very, very well. Those are not masses, but services where we read the names of the folks that have passed away that are buried in our cemeteries. And it's just a strong little, it's a strong healing time period for families who are very, very, very much uh, pleased with what we can do in that regard. And Christmas is so poignant because what we do is the families can bring up an ornament in memory of a loved one and hang it on the Christmas tree that we have in, in, in our mausoleums. And beyond that, we have what we call our bereavement lecture series. We hold that in the spring and the fall. And right now that's taking place now. But, you know, different, you know, there's always different topics, you know, and like this past spring, We've already held some in March and April, and we've got uh, a few coming up uh, in May and June. But, you know, like one in particular, you know, was held where it was called Healing the Body. And, and it's just talking about all those aspects of grief. And, and you know, it's given in a, in a group setting and people – it's not like, you know, what people might think of where you're, you're – you know, you're talking about your own individual thing. I think here, you know, you're listening to somebody talk. And obviously there is interaction, but it's done more in a group setting where you're just interacting in that way. And those have been very, very well received. Uh, yeah, and very necessary for Most people. Most definitely. Uh, you know, Most um, definitely. Uh, we say it, and it's true, right, from the womb to the tomb. I mean, we take care of all stages of life in the in the Catholic Church. And uh, uh, Carmen, thank you for doing a great job um, at that last stage of life with people. Your work is essential to our diocese and the people of Western New York. Thank you for having me, Greg.
And Carmen Caleo is our director of Catholic Cemeteries in the Diocese. Uh, BuffaloCatholicCemeteries.org is the website. You can find all the information about everything we talked about on there. And if you'd like to see uh, one of our cemeteries and, uh, you know, maybe you haven't thought about it before, but something piqued your interest, still an open house opportunity at St. Adelbert uh, coming up next weekend on the 19th of May on Saturday at St. Adelbert Cemetery in Lancaster. Again, BuffaloCatholicCemeteries.org is the website. We'll link to that on our site as well at wnycatholic.org slash radio or buffalodiocese.org slash radio, whichever site you're on on your web browser. It will get you to us. You can listen to all of our podcasts, including several shows um, that we've had Carmen on previously and talked about different topics on the program. So feel free to go through those. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. With all the voices around us, how do we tune in the most important voice, the voice of truth, of comfort and compassion, the voice of peace? Hi, I'm Father Jim Vacco for the Catholic Communication Campaign. You can help make that voice stand out through programs like Our Daily Bread and the Daybreak TV YouTube channel, through radio programs and podcasts in the Western New York Catholic and online with Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Support the Catholic Communication Campaign in your parish June 9th and 10th. Thank you. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. If you have a comment about this week's program or need more information about anything you hear on Western New York Catholic Weekly, call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. Our email address again is radio at buffalodiocese.org or call 847-8744. You can visit the Western New York Catholic and the Diocese of Buffalo online at buffalodiocese.org. And be sure to join Greg Prince again next week for Western New York Catholic Weekly.